0: This body has been, done, and felt so much that the story it's journey through has found its meeting with the soul. Do we hide it? Do we heal it? Is it true? Does it define us? The eyes we hold has witnessed what was felt, transforming the mind and moving it back and forth between what's true, what's false, what's real, and what's not. The inner workings, wanderings, and wanderings that we want to follow, finding that courage deep within to let go of what we've known and transmute what we've been holding. It's time to let go. It's time to heal our bodies. It's time to hear, listen and feel the voices of our body. what is up everybody welcome back to voices of the body the podcast my name is love ashley elaine and i'm gonna be your guide as we journey through this big beautiful thing called life our healing our pain and how we transmute all of it into our purpose this episode i'm tapping in with one of my girls the hometown, home team from Trenton, New Jersey. My girl, Kenny B. She is the founder of an amazing organization that I've had the pleasure to teach yoga for um, and just really be able to be in the front row and, and witness the growth of not just the organization but the individuals that are a part of this beautiful collective uh the block trenton so prepare your mind body and soul as we get into this episode a kind of comfortable seated posture. Okay, maybe sitting on the floor, really grounding down through the tailbone, or even laying down, keeping the spine nice and long and flat onto whatever surface you're sitting on, preferably something still and um, even. And take a nice big inhale and exhale. Feeling the shoulders come down away from the ears. Feeling any heaviness release in the body. Taking another nice big inhale and exhale. One more nice big inhale, and as you exhale, option here is to bring the gaze down the nose or close the eyes completely if you have not moved into this space. And just allow the words to take part, to penetrate your heart, your mind, your body, your soul we thank you for your protection and wisdom, for your divine orchestration, for your plans and provision, for the way you heal us and connect us for you, for your consistency of love, grace, and mercy for the forgiveness you give so freely and teach us to give to ourselves and others for the love that is everlasting and ever-present surrounding us like an endless ocean you are with in us, around us, and always in manifested and omnipresent form, reminding us that we are never alone. We thank you for community, a curated space that you align, for healing connection and forward movement. Being present in this space, awakening what we each need individually, we ask for clean hearts, exposure of hidden agendas that are sent to harm us and distract us, clarity of our truth and next steps and the invitation of the divine connections you know we need to carry with us through and after this space. Let our hearts be open to receive and transformation take place in our minds and souls. These things that we ask of you, amen, Ashe. It is so. So allow yourself to just stay here in this space, in this moment, really connecting with your breath, connecting with the words, keeping the eyes closed, drawing whatever whatever needs to come near, to come near, to hold you, to touch you, to whisper what it needs to whisper to you To give you what it is that you are needing in this space. Clarity. Lack of disruption and distraction. Shifting of the mind. Thoughts that are haunting you or not letting go. When you're ready, you can take your three rounds of breath. And even pause this recording here. Allow yourself to stay still a little longer. Invite a little bit more of what needs to be invited. Journal what needs to be released. And we will be right back. Listen, listen, listen. I'm excited to finally say out loud. After five years of sitting on this title, after five years of just trying to understand what God was doing when he dropped this in me, in the middle of a therapy session, Married to Trauma, the book and the workbook is finally out. Yes. Amazon said, girl, we not waiting we know you've been waiting, but we're not. So you can order um, uh, on Amazon the print copy of Married to Trauma, the book, which is my story, my journey. It gets a little saucy. It gets a little saucy. I don't use no names. So y'all can go ahead and it's not a telenovela. It's 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 my story, right? It's a book full of free verse poems. I just got creative with it, right? You'll enjoy it. It's powerful. It's impactful. Sometimes I read back at some of it. and I'm like, my God, girl, yes. And then Married to Trauma, the print copy of the workbook. The workbook is for all of you, right? I love a good workbook. If you remember Release and Rise, the behavioral health workbook, thank you all that supported that part of my journey also. The Married to Trauma workbook is so much more in-depth. It's a compilation of, you'll see when you get the book, but it breaks down the book, but in a way for you to look at your own marriage, right? What are you married to? What patterns and behaviors have not shifted because you haven't even realized that they're there, right? So go to amazon.com because I know all of y'all got Amazon. You probably got Amazon Prime too, and this is not a plug for Amazon, but my book is on Amazon Go to Amazon.com, type in Married to Trauma, and you will see the book pop up and the workbook. It is available now. The Kindle edition will not be available until uh, October 4th, 2023, but it is on pre-order as well as if you go to BarnesandNobles.com. Married to Trauma, the print copy and the, the workbook print copy is on pre-order and will be shipped out October 4th, 2023. I'm so excited for this. It's, it's my story, y'all. It's my story. It's my story in the funnest way. Are you ready to meet the true you? And welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. So I am always excited to have with me um, people that I've already been in community with um, and can really like see their growth and their, their shifts, their changes. Um, I have with me the Miss Kenny B. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. I feel well rested. I feel loved on. I feel like I can give love. So I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> In the right place, the right place at the right time. Um so as you know, November is I'm doing like a hometown hero series where um I have people come on who have of course you know, talk about their story and just how they've transmuted it into a lot of the community work that they do within their own communities. Um, and miss B, I'm gonna let you tell us who you are and about the block. The block is her baby y'all. So tell us who Kenny is.
1: Um, ooh. um, I always like change this introduction, like it it doesn't matter, different times, different places in my life, but um at current, um, I identify as a interdisciplinary creative placemaker. One second, I have to. An interdisciplinary creative placemaker, um a community lover, a community beer, a community builder, um, organizer. Um, the Block Trenton is a nonprofit dedicated to um, providing and redistributing resources to the community through mental health and healing and artistic expression. Um, we are a collective of folks who are from Trenton, are adjacent to Triton, um, and are passionate about giving back, but also educating folks on why conditions are the way they are, um, their rights, access to spaces for health care free services Um, and each month we feed folks um, every last sunday of the month with a different theme and we don't buy the food we all cook it ourselves and so either our parents cook it or a family member cooks it or a community member donates a platter of food and so the food is always made with love um, and care and intention um, and that's one of our ways that we like to connect face-to-face with the community, and so it's all about connection, uh, really. It started in 2019 with just me, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went to a group of friends, and, you know, the team changes up every couple of years, but um, that that's okay because uh, I always find alignment, and um, we always find alignment, and so that's what matters most.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as you evolve, um, the block evolves, which means the team evolves, right? It just, it comes with the territory. So I love that. Um, we met in oof Jez was, had to be like three, four years old. Yeah. 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 You were still That's in the, high school. I-
1: High school. Yes, it was high school. I was still in high school when we met. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, Jamie and I were doing, um, my life movement and we had, we were doing the, 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 I I now want to call them retreats. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: Uh, yes yeah Yeah, and you were on you were on one of the panels wow that feels like years ago years ago but it's so beautiful to see like what all of you are doing like everybody I'm still you know whether I just see them on Facebook and Instagram or we still have some type of communication it's just really dope to see like almost not nine, nine years later what you were doing so I'm proud of you girl let me just let me just <laughs> say it now let's Thank say you. it now yeah so tell us about like what were you what what was your upbringing like um that led you into creating uh the block
1: yeah so um my parents grew up in community um Mm -hmm. and so my father's family has always given back to the community whether it be book bags or um, block parties and everyone comes together to feed the kids or someone buying ICs and giving it to everyone on the block like that's just their upbringing and they brought me up that way so if my mom bought popsicles, she bought a bunch so I could give it to my friends that I was hanging outside with, or if she made extra fried chicken, everybody got to eat. So it was just like, I've always felt that. Um, and at a point they started doing fish fries. Um, I think I was in middle school and my dad fishes throughout the year um, and he, uh, freezes them, gets them cleaned, and then he uses that fish, um, and provides to the community for free that day. So they do like grilling fish. They have a DJ and a bunch of other treats and things for folks to enjoy. Um, it's pretty big folks come out. And so that has always been what I witnessed or knew to be the way of life. Um, mm-hmm. to always be in community. My parents don't, and well, my mom definitely doesn't individually think um, and so I appreciate that um, and what I've been able to witness. And so when I went off to college, I didn't feel that I had that same sense of connection, but also the same sense of like understanding of why folks' conditions are the way they are. Um, and so I had a really hard time grappling with connecting to people um, who would, I guess, people use the term elitist, who thought in elitist ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I needed to find an answer to that. And so I tried to create groups, women groups, um, to connect with folks who were like-minded or who were able to engage in conversation to um, understand one another. Um, And that helped a -hmm. bit. Um, And then I was hired to um, do a fellowship in New York with Ping Chong and Company, which is um, an off-broadway theater. And a lot of the work that they do is in the community and they collect stories. And not only do they collect the stories of the communities that they're working in, they do extensive research with that community. They live in that community for a bit and they build relationships with the community. And then they um, train a few of the community members to tell their own stories on the stage with reading a script and everything. So it's the raw, uncut um, they just help them frame those stories in a way that is performative, and um, mm-hmm. so learning all of that, I knew that I wanted to come back home after um, being in community with them and be and reconnect with my own community, understand the stories of the folks in my community, but also um, gain resources and open them up to more folks. Um, I have been blessed to enter spaces. Um, that have resources. I was able to work with cameras, real professional cameras in high school. I was able to use editing software and go off to college and get a job because of that. And so, like that, those things were important to me. But mm-hmm. I've always been interested in theater, and there were no spaces that taught the type of theater that I was interested in. I was interested yeah. in experimental theater, you know, not theatering around, not. Broadway theater, but theater that, that just allowed people to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so all of those things, the community work, the self-building up from um, different phases of my life that kind of broke down my confidence but um, also wanting to reconnect, brought me to the idea of the block. So we had to do a project before I ended my fellowship of something that displays who you are as an artist that could have longevity. And so Mm -hmm. we used all of the experiences. I got to do professional lighting design for um, a show under that fellowship. I did so many other things that opened my brain up to the experiences I want folks here to have. And so um, I wrote a proposal and I said, this was gonna be a community theater to teach folks my way of theater but also allow them to evolve as artists and who they are and self explore through that process. Um, and it's become so much more than the community theater I haven't even touched the community theater part we've been doing so much work on the other end. Um, but. Um, I'm really excited to see where this team leads us. We are feeling concrete and everyone has their own sort of understanding of what the block means to them. But that's what I love the most. It's bigger than me. It's always yeah. been bigger than me. I just felt called to the mission. And so I'm allowing fate to take it where it goes.
0: <laughs> Y'all see why? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all understand now because I like just hearing you talk I can I see I hear so much of like myself right when you get to a certain point you like you realize like this is so much bigger than me but it both and not but but both and it took me like it took a like it took you healing your story and taking what you've learned growing up right to be able to say, this is what I also see that my community needs, right? That the the younger generations, my generation, even generations in front of me need something greater, need something more grand and need something that is going to um, speak to them in a different language, right? Be able to give them access to something that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise. I love that. Um... When you, so when you say your version of theater, right, like talk to me about what that looks like a little bit. Don't give all your jewels. But.
1: <laughs> um, it's really just um, immersive experiences. And so um, I would much rather create in a black box theater than anything. And so mm-hmm. um, that feels like a blank canvas to me, not all white. First, because all white backgrounds don't look pretty against our skin. I'm going to say, we got to get away from the white backgrounds in our photo shoots. We got to do all of that because it just does not illuminate the beautiful richness of our skin. And so I do not like creating in white (laughs) spaces on the Mm -hmm. wall, it just, no, because it flushes our skin out. It takes some of that sort of richness or the saturation in our skin out. Black boxes feel more of a blank canvas for folks of color because Mm -hmm. you can light it with rich colors like the reds, the blues and um, purples and all of the hues that make us look nice on camera. And so that's for one, that's my type of theater. Um, Two, when I say my type of theater, so I have learned through studying under a few mentors. Um, I also... Before I graduated college, I had a professor, Kent Barrett. Um, he knew, he knew. He was like, yeah, this ain't your type. Like, I know, I know this ain't you ain't interested in this. Like, you're not, you don't wanna dress up in a white wig and get on the like this ain't you. Mm-mm. He had a collective of artists that he was working with in New York, and he told me if I could get a ride there. I could work with them on my breaks, or even if I needed to take a, get excuse from class like a few days a week. So whenever they had a show or something that I was able to assist with, um, he allowed me to come with him. And yeah. so that changed my life. <laughs> um, and so I worked on a show at the Whitney um, with a few artists. Um, Abigail DeVille and Charlotte uh, Brathwaite and um, Kent Barrett, who's the lighting mm-hmm. designer for their their sort of squad. Um, they do extensive research on like the African diaspora, stories of the African diaspora. Um, and they take them and they turn them into experiences, but it's experimental theater nonetheless. And so... Um, yeah. Uh, before I graduated, I was able to help with another show before I talk about the Whitney show mm-hmm. at the Kennedy Center. And um, that was rooted in the Black Panther Party and like... Coons and like a whole bunch of different not termino- like black terminology that we use. Yeah. Um, and like these super dramatic masks, but they talked about the breakfast program and there was just a lot of education, but also this really cool, funky, like there was a band playing music with the masks on. It was just crazy. It it was like mind-boggling. And so when I say my type of theater, I mean it's gonna be education. Um, I'm going to educate you about a topic, but I'm going to educate myself first. I think that's the selfish part of the process because I get to learn and I love going down rabbit holes, (laughs) Um, but like also being able to create an experience where you can put research on the walls and that be the backdrop, right? And if people Mm -hmm. read it, they read it, but they can also just see it displayed and what's going on on the stage. And like they can take in some of that information. I feel like we talk at people. We write long journals when we say that we're scholars. But power is an art. You don't have to say anything to connect to a person who doesn't speak the same language. Y'all can create together. Y'all can dance together. Y'all can make music together. And that—that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I'm not all us in the African diaspora speak the la- same language, but we have so many crossovers in how we dance, how we make our food, and that is all art, right? And so. That's what I use theater for, connection, people gathering, all the things, education. So
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. It's also um it's also healing, right? To be able to have that as like a a way to communicate with people, right? Because sometimes we don't really have like the language to say how we're feeling, what we're dealing with, right? If grief is a thing, right? But if somebody is into arts, they can create a manual. I just got chills. They can create, um uh, um not a manual, but they can create something just so grand from that, right? Because they're putting their their emotion into their art, right? And then- not but it's not just for them it's for like a community of people who can probably be like man I can feel whatever this person was going through or somebody else can feel something different from that so I love that I love that so much um what does the power of storytelling look like for you and as far as like what like person to person within the community also
1: Yeah. um, I use, I I collect stories in so many ways. One, I'm just nosy. So when I meet people, I want to know everything. I want to know what you like, what you don't like, where you come from, what's your story, why are you here? And so that's where it really started. I'm just nosy. I want to know, like, I don't know, surface level, Connections don't work for me. They make me uncomfortable. I can't do the elevator pitch thing. I can't do small talk. I want to know, and so that scares people at times (laughs) because I'm like, listen, I'm not here to just be like, "How was your day?" So where are we going with this? Because if not, don't waste my time, and I'm not going to waste yours. But (laughs) um, another step of it is just that there's so much beauty in like archiving those things, like. Creating a trail, creating a paper trail, a video trail, whatever trail of like how all of our stories in Trenton, just thinking about the work that we're doing currently, but like all of our stories in a certain section of Trenton or just in Trenton have brought us to where we are, right? Like we all have individual journeys that we're living, which make up our small town. And so... That's what interests me. Like, why are we here? What's the history be- behind why we went from a thriving to not thriving area? Like. What is all of that? What journey did people go through, their families go through? Do you have a connection to your family? Why not? Can I help you get there? You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah. people
1: talk a lot about the Perry Street area, but they don't talk about how it was once called Little Puerto Rico. They don't talk about how people had drum circles on the corner. They don't talk about how people individually made whatever culture food they had and was selling it on the corners. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. was a place that people saw as a safe community, a community to feel and what happened in between all of those journeys that yeah. brought us here. And so like the power of storytelling for me pieced together all the questions I asked, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also it helped me be able to um, tell those stories back because I don't think we do it enough. I want to share those stories with whomever has questions. If you think you about to come to Trenton and just live here and ignore all the history, that ain't it. That ain't it. Like we don't mm-hmm. welcome those types here. You gonna hear about it one way or another. <laughs> whether it's playing on your radio, whether right. I see it in Starbucks, and you trying to ignore. I'm gonna tell you somebody's story. But like mm-hmm. I think it's so important for us all to educate ourselves before we pass judgment or speak about the history of a place, and so
0: absolutely i worked in trenton for a very extensive time and of course it was for like a lot of kids who were um having trouble in school you know jjc um you name it that that was there but there's still like there's a sense of community that i always felt every single time like i know people um i know adult adults <laughs> right that are like oh I would never drive through Trenton and I'm just like all right well bye like I have no issue right because it's it there's 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 I don't know I don't know even know how to describe it like I was born in St. Francis so that's always a story that I'm just kind of like well where's the maternity ward right why does Trenton not have a space for babies to be born into their own community Right, like there's there's definitely something around that that I'm like, like we need to get questions for that, right? Like, why did we stop birthing in Trenton? What what made like where you know what I'm saying? like, where's the disconnect there, right? And now it was funny when I started working um, in crisis intervention. I had to take a kid to St. Francis, but it wasn't, they don't have any, like, it's just the, like, well, now it's not even there anymore, but it's it was just the hospital, but they had the CARES program. And mm. the CARES program would jack all these kids up so much medication. And mm. I thought it was just wild how Trenton, went from having a maternity ward to not having one, but now they had this space in there where they were trying to, like, manage the kids that like they have like they they couldn't gain control so we'll just dope them up with all these meds so they can get to school and do what they need to but then now the school's calling and there's an issue there right so yeah there's there's definitely I love uh, oh I can't wait to see you do a theater piece of this right because I think that's where a lot of that storytelling is going to come into play and it's going to be powerful. So powerful. Um, do you do, I know like we did this the yoga at the summer camp with you. Do you see anything futuristic with like younger kids doing like theater work with them?
1: So not at current, but I am back in my theater bag. Um, so I'm starting, um, I think we, we might have touched on this in our pre-session but like i um i have this super cool apartment now um mm-hmm. and it's like it's almost like a uh art gallery in here how i have it set up and so i'm going to clear um my open space it's all open concept but um i'm going to clear the open open part of it Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to start a dinner theater series. Um, and so I'm talking, I'm going to start by sharing my story um, with like the experiences of losing my sister, which was a really hard journey for me. Um, one, because I was with her in her last moments. Um, I risked my job, but also um, two, the um, the nature in which people just don't care. Mm. Um my job told me, you know, uh grief is around, it's going to happen, but you got to get back to work. Um there were so many other things that yeah. Yeah, it was like, well, you got to return, like you got to get back to work. Um there were so many other responses from other folks and other obligations. Everybody wanted me to hurry back. Um and I took at least I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I, Three months, three months off of everything. Um, Even then, ease my way back into it. Um, But yeah, just so many different responses. So I want to share that story. Because when I tell my friends, they're like, there's no way you that was happening on top of you losing someone. And I was like, no way, like way, because it did happen. So I'm going to work, workshop scenes in my apartment where folks are going to be able to eat a meal, but also immerse themselves into the world that I lived in those last two weeks of my sister's life and then beyond. Mm. Um, I'm also just a key in, I'm going to use that as a portfolio because I want to go to grad school. Um, I actually unenrolled, I was supposed to start grad school this September, but it was for a program that I don't think I would have enjoyed. Um, mm. As much as going back into a creative program. and mm-hmm. so I'm gonna use me finally ready to share my story as a way to build my um, to release first but uh, as a way to build my portfolio. Um, and so after those things happen, I do plan to to collaborate with the local theater um, to, or even artworks to try and get teach some classes. Um, but I want to do some personal creating first before I tap back into teaching
0: absolutely absolutely if 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 you're no good then you know what you what you put out isn't going to be top tier and what you want it to be right um and I was going to ask you about like grief right how do you how do how have you incorporated grief into your work like what does that look like for you to really like utilize your work to heal through grief because as creatives we have like the upper hand sometimes in our healing right to be able to do whatever naturally comes to us um to just create right We're, like when as creators we just we just do like so what does that look like for you
1: um Well, I could say when I was actively experiencing um, being with my sister, I wrote scenes. Um. Um, I wrote what I was feeling. I wrote how I wanted experiences to happen. Um, And so I had a blueprint before I even got to the point where I was ready to share it with folks. Um, It always happens like that because... Sometimes I'm not allowed because of how I show up naturally to be weak in those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of people to care for (laughs) um, during those times. Um, And while I tried to care for myself, I wind up doing things that were more harmful to me and my growth. And so um, a way that it shows up now, and I hope it consistently shows up, is that I write. Um, I listen to a lot of music, I find different types of music, Um, I read, I -hmm. read, um, I'm currently trying to finish Bell Hook's Art on My Mind, where she talks about um, Black people in our relationship to art, Um, Mm -hmm. so I started even workshopping what a full-on series of classes would look like to talk to black folks about how we value art and art in our households. And so just like different things like that, when I'm grieving, I like to find ways to educate myself on what I'm grieving, what I'm going through Um, with my sister. I wanted to learn more about her type of cancer. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to know about just the mental sort of journey that folks go on um because she was just so brave she faced everything head on
0: yeah.
1: um, she didn't really mope she just enjoyed the moment she had she joked when she was in pain and so um i just wanted to learn about bravery um mm. <laughs> what yeah. that looks like when you're facing death right and so I'm more of a bookworm when it comes to like grief, but then that eventually turns into something creative down the line.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. There was somebody I had on, um, uh, my god sister. We, like in October, we were talking about um, miscarriage and she's a singer so it was like she like she said she wasn't sure what was happening but she just knew every single day that she just needed to write right mm-hmm. and eventually that turns into so now she's working on an album you know what I'm saying like hey. it, yeah like it 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 always just and I'm I'm a firm believer in I refuse to waste any ounce of pain like I refuse to just go through it and then that be it. Like I'm going, like everything that I've experienced is going to turn into something, right? Mm-hmm. It will turn into something, whether it's for myself, whether it's for a community of women who have had miscarriages or pregnancy loss or a community of people who have experienced domestic violence or community of moms. You know what I'm saying? Like there's mm-hmm. there's just no there's just no reason why we should be as gifted as we are like blessed with those gifts and talents. And then just be like, Oh, well this, this is what happened to me. And then that's it. You know what I'm saying? So I love that you like, you're, you're taking just your life period, right? Like what you saw growing up and how important community has been for you and your family and then your own gifts and talents and turning that into a space for people to heal also. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think creators need that for themselves also, right? So other creators are able to come to you and be held in a safe and sacred space, knowing that one, they're going to be able to like get into their zone, right? Do what they do best. And two, have someone that is vulnerable, have someone that is very much in tune and in alignment with what it is that they want this space to be, right? Very intentional. And then three is very honest about her own journey, right? Um, How does, what does um vulnerability look like for you as you continue to keep going? Like how, like I know, because vulnerability can be a, I want to hold this for myself, (laughs) but what does that look like for you as you keep, you know, creating and just, you know, building out the block the way you are, girl? I'm so proud, so proud.
1: Um, uh, um, I, in experience, so I'll say this, I've watched It'd be so easy for me to just give myself to folks right mm. off the bat and um, to getting really, really hard. Um, through grief and so not only did I lose my sister but I lost my aunt and my cousin within a year so I lost my sister my aunt right before the one year mark for my sister um my sister's passing and then a few months later my cousin and so um my relationship with grief was rough
0: the perspective
1: Yo, it was yeah. Um, dark, very dark space, and so I became very hard. I, I didn't. Um, I ain't like vulnerability. We weren't friends. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I ain't want to talk about nothing. I ain't want to wear no emotions. I just wanted life to go where it was going. Um, Fair. but now, <laughs> but now I see it slowly. Um becoming um such an easy thing for me again um Mm -hmm. it's not that hard for me to open up i'm not i'm never going to be where i was and i accept that um but i'm learning to embrace this new me that sees vulnerability in a different way but isn't afraid to share a story if i'm asked right i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. say it right away but if you ask i can give you the story and I'm always like, you want the long version? You want the short version? Where are we at today? You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, yeah, um, yeah um, vulnerability right now to me looks like um, sharing myself to those who um, care to sit down and listen. Mm. Um, and I, I like that for me. I like that. Yeah. For me.
0: I love that. I love that. What does self-care look like for you?
1: Um self-care for me really is like just taking a day um to do what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um whether it means sleeping all day this weekend. I was in the bed until like 4 and you know, the fight in me was like, this is nasty, like get up. But I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't want to like, I'm caring (laughs) for me today. Like like, everything else can wait. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the self care. Whatever I feel that my body needs, my mind needs, my spirit needs, um, taking that day or taking time, um, to do that.
0: Do you find yourself like with the, with With now, like, being to, I guess, more awareness of, like like you said, the fight, right? Like, I'm in bed till four o'clock and my body's like, girl, you need to get up and, like, go run a marathon and do all these things, right? Do you find that the more you give what you need or... um creative you are or more juices are flowing or more like, what do you, what, like, do you kind of see the, the fruit from you choosing you in your work?
1: Definitely. Um, at the core, I'm such a bubbly, giggly, you know, like Mm -hmm. I love people person. Um, I want to be around people. I don't have that like I don't have an issue with a social sort of setting but also an issue embracing folks like I embrace folks I love them folks but also myself right and so and um and taking those times that I need I find that I smile a lot more um a lot lighthearted a lot more lighthearted um I'm able, again, to give more of myself um, without feeling the cringe of sharing, right? Um, But I can only do that if I take time to sit with myself to face what I need to face. And so I always find that um, I'm going to take my time. It doesn't matter when, where, how, or why, I'm going to take my time um, because that helps me smile more, but also just enjoy life more. I love to dance when i like i love to dance and so when i'm dancing for two hours on a dance floor just know i'm
0: good i am good
1: my mental is good i'm taking care of me if i'm not dancing then you worry
0: (laughs) right right i love that i love that um what's next for the block like what are you doing now what's kind of coming next again don't give all your jewels but give like what you have already put out that's coming next.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, we used to do workshops. Um, and so we're trying to get back to that. Uh, mm-hmm. workshops that are educational but also art field. Um, and they were always free. Um, mm-hmm. and then we did start a rent party series and we're trying to bring that back as well. Um, we want to raise a certain amount of funds um so that we can actually distribute those funds to folks who need help with rent
0: I love Um, that
1: I know that a lot of people you know have reached out but we don't want to start giving with a small amount we would like to be at a certain number so that we can give to multiple folks at once
0: um
1: so we're bringing that back um and um Yeah. Right now, that's what we have going. Like I said, I really want to get into teaching um, theater at a point. And so that'll probably be sometime next year um, after I do a dinner theater series. But I did force myself to set a date for that. So Mm -hmm. I am going to start that. The very first one will be December 8th. for my dinner theater series um i'm forcing myself to hold myself accountable if i don't set a date it doesn't happen and so you. now, i've said it i've told friends i've even met i've, I've reached out to a production crew and mm-hmm. i'm gonna make a flyer and post it within the next month so then i have to do it so um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so i'm excited for all those things that are coming up
0: oh uh I almost called you your government name that's not what we use around here <laughs> <laughs> Kenny 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 I'm so proud of you um you know I'm here if you need anything you can always come back to this platform and share whatever you need to personal the block, whatever it is um but going take good care of yourself um you so much love so much so much love but thank you so so much for sharing the block with us uh how can everybody find you
1: um so we are on instagram as t-h-a-b-l-o-c-k-t-r-e-n-t-o-n the block trenton Um, We're also on Facebook. Uh, I think it's facebook.com forward slash for F-O-R-T-H-A-T-O-W-N. So for the town. Um, But I think if you type in the Block Trenton, it'll still pop up as well. Um, And we also have a website, theblocktrenton.org. And that you'll find things that we're doing events that's coming up you'll also find pictures of our team um and you'll find more just all about what we've done over the few years that we've been around
0: yeah yeah thank you so much please go check them out um just good work in the community especially the community feedings just like man like because people are hungry (laughs) like if If COVID has told us and showed us anything, it's like people are like really in lack no matter if they're working or not. So yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Kenny. And we will be right back. I still can't believe I've known Kenny since she was in high school. it's dope i don't know some of my new listeners and followers y'all might not know but uh any any old time friends and family out there uh that have just been like with me since um my life movement days my god Whew, i gotta i might have to get jammy on here uh we just talk about that work um Yeah. Yeah. After talking with uh, Kenny, I I definitely was reminiscing on just those days of um, service with the community. Trenton is a beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful town, beautiful city. Um, Not town, but city. Um, The unfortunate part is, and I don't care who's listening, the politicians and the funding and the gun violence um and just the the just all the things surrounding that. Um Trenton is always gonna be home away from home. Um Jersey is always gonna be home away from home wherever I move to next um because Cambodia is definitely my bridge. But um yeah like I'm 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 grateful to be able to see Uh, Kenny just really like grow as a person and her transformation and you know just how beautiful everything has unfolded for her um really seeing her like in high school and just when she was on our panel discussions with my life movement man such nostalgia right now um it wasn't even that long ago it feels like forever but like Jez was the mascot we kept saying he was the mascot for my life movement there's something special about um grassroots organizations um and people who are uh really in love with giving back to their community right there's there's people who are meant to stay in community with their their community that they've been born into and then there's people who are called to service um uh, astronomical amount of people right in in various communities in various states in various pe- like just a just a different amount of people one impact is no greater than the other right one impact is not better than the other one impact isn't um uh, seen as higher than the other right we're all called and meant to do something different um, I love just how she's allowing herself to heal right and really transmute that into her art um, and just I'm excited to just see all that is next for her um, and just how God uses her in this space so she does amazing work in Trenton Alongside um, some other amazing people that you will hear from this month, well, um, one other organization this month, um, and then uh, just yeah, just just how beautiful. I love community work. There's something different about like being in community and doing work, and really being able to see the community grow and shift and change. So. Yeah, I love you all for free until next time.